There's a man with a gun to my head, and he's asking. <laughs> and he's me asking. Question. Quick, Chrissy, quick! Oh gosh, what was it? 1850. I told you I wouldn't want to die like this. <laughs> I had a dream about this. I thought it was weird. It was a premonition. <laughs> <laughs> Apoptosis going mad, my liver's gonna fail Maybe it's from the radium I use to paint my nails Well say you hate me, carbon date me, throw me in the sea I'll be back with time because I'm made of stardust and chemistry A stardust and chemistry Hello and welcome to Cowboy Chemistry, where we talk about the wilder days of chemistry. My name is Dylan Gardner, my pronouns are they, them, uh, and I'm a PhD candidate at Texas Tech in chemistry. My guest today is Chrissy Covington, uh, local comedian and radio personality, uh, local celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hardly. Hello. But hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here today. I've been wanting to come and do this for a while, so I'm stoked. Dope. We're excited to have you. Um, Yeah, we're talking about Nobel Prizes today. Sweet. What what do you know about Nobel Prizes? Not a whole lot. I mean, yeah, like I said earlier, I was talking about, um, uh, I went on sort of a weird, um, down a weird rabbit hole um, about Kevin Carter, the photographer at one point, Mm. uh, winning the Nobel Prize for a picture that he uh, took. Uh, but otherwise, I really don't know a whole lot, so I'm hoping that you can teach me things. <laughs> oh, teacher. Well, uh, I I hope to teach you things, because like, we're going into um, what I call Nobel Prize season. So, um, first week of October, first to second week of October is when they announce all the winners. Mm. And so, the process of like actually... Like, all the nominations and stuff is a long process um, that we were going to get into. Um, And, like, a lot of people don't know how Nobel Prizes work. Explain. Yeah, I would love to learn. Because, like, I guess to start off, I just want to hear, like... From a person who doesn't know it a lot, what do you, how do you think someone wins a Nobel Prize? Uh, like, how do you go from, like... I imagine they have to do something really amazing and important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would imagine it. And then I, I think, is there, um, is there some kind of board that votes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, yeah. that's really all I know. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, like, I was talking to someone and they were like, yeah. Uh, anybody can nominate a Nobel Prize person. Mm. And I'm mm. like, no, that's not how that works yeah. at all. Like they, yeah, so the step, like the intermediate steps, because yeah, people do cool science, right? Mm-hmm. Then, or, or cool things, because it's not all science. But And then they get nominated, and then there's a big process. So to start off talking about that, most of the nominations, so when nom- you actually have to be invited to even nominate someone, right? Mm-hmm. So those nominations go out September of the year before you the award year. Right, so the awards that are about to come out next week, or really the week that probably this comes out, people will start hearing about the Nobel who won the 2022 Nobel Prize, right? Yeah. So the nominations for this year's award was in September of last year, so everyone was nominated in September of last year. You have to the people that get invitations to nominate have to put in their nominations by the end of January, and then um, yeah, so and then from March through May, there's a committee. 
that like researches all the nominations and sees who who has the stuff to actually win the Nobel Prize that year. And then they write reports in June and August, and then they put all the reports to the rest of the people that get to vote. And so, like, they research everybody. And so the number of people who actually get, like, invitations to nominate is, like, about 3,000 people. So about, at least for chemistry alone. So chemistry alone, 3,000 people get an invitation to nominate the Nobel Prize for chemistry. A very small uh, number of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so the people that get... Uh, an invitation to nominate. You have uh, Swedish and foreign members of the Royal Swedish Academic Academy of Sciences. So that's the per- that is the organization that actually gives out the prize. Mm. Members of the Nobel Committee for Chemistry and Physics. So they also get to put in um, their nominations. Any past Nobel laureates in chemistry and physics can nominate the next one. So permanent professors in the sciences of chemistry at um universities in sweden denmark finland iceland norway and the korolinska institute in stockholm they get invites um i'm not quite sure why those countries specifically but i don't know (laughs) probably because they're cooler than us yeah um i think it's because alfred nobel who's the one who founded it um he was swedish okay that would make sense how many different nobel prizes are there so for true Nobel Prizes, there's five Nobel Prizes. Okay. There's the Nobel Prize. There's the Nobel Peace Prize, which yeah. is what everyone thinks of. Yes. There's the Nobel Prize in Chemistry. There's the Nobel Prize in Physics. There's the Nobel Prize in Literature. And there is one more. Medicine. Medicine or Physiology. Um, and then there's also a prize for Economics that is named after Alfred Nobel that gets lumped in with the Nobel Prizes, but it is not a Nobel Prize. Okay. I don't know why. Eh. That sounds important too, though. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> economics seems important. Yes, I, I. So it's called economic sciences, and to a certain degree, I get a little irritated with economic sciences. I'm sorry to anyone who's an economist listening to this, but like, we made up these rules, right? It's not a science. No, yeah. <laughs> Where it are... seems like an important thing, but you don't have to put the word science after it. Yeah. It's the the study of the rules we made up. Mm, Yes. And it just, I don't know. I'm sorry. It wasn't a fart. It was my, (laughs) it was my alarm going off. Sorry, guys. It's all good. But yeah, um, that's just, that's just me though. I don't know. Interesting. Money is confusing and I don't like it. Yes, (laughs) it is confusing. I don't like it either. I wish I had more of it. That yeah, that, that that's the only thing I'm not confused about with money is that <laughs> my feelings towards wishing I had more. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's two other categories of people that get to nominate for the Nobel Prize, though. Um, the committee also gets to pick at least six universities' professors to give an invitation to, and the goal of that is to have a broad range of like where the nominees are coming from, right? So different countries that are not part of that list. And then the last one is just any other scientist who the Academy sees fit to invite. So, yeah. And who actually gets to submit nominations is super top secret. Mm. Because I think so nobody gets bribed. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. And then I tried to look up who the nominees were for this year to, like, see who the contenders are. Found out um, they're secret for 50 years. Really? 50 years. So, like, we can only look up... Who got nominated in the 1970s? Wow. 
Because I was like putting it in like 2022. Let's see. And then it's like, nope, you can't see it. And I'm like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> but you can see the nominees from 1901. So first it was awarded in 1901 to 19, like 1970, 1971. Um, yeah. That's pretty crazy very top secret mm-hmm. Have, has anybody i'll just ask you you probably know and and, and it's probably a stupid question has mm-hmm. anybody won the nobel prize and had it taken away from them i don't think so um because or has anyone ever won it fraudulently i know they do a lot of research but mm-hmm. I, I always think there's gonna be somebody out there that i don't think so because um my understanding is um once the vote has happened mm-hmm. that's it that's you it won. okay um well good i think that actually makes me feel better about the world a little bit yeah and there's controversies all the time about Mm. who won of course Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but i don't know if anybody has ever just straight up had it taken away from them yeah yeah it's not possible to revoke a nobel prize interesting so so nobody's been like will smith where they had their award taken away because they slapped another scientist or anything right nope <laughs> no. i don't think so science drama not yet, not yet. yeah <laughs> um, they would get a lot of people to watch that award show if they did that right they need to add more drama they should fight <laughs> uh. Uh, scientists usually don't resort to fist fights. Usually it's just like strongly worded letters. <laughs> they just like subtweet each other. That's yeah. It. Yes. Subtweet, but in academic paper form. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> scientists don't the usually resort to fist fights. That's like, one of my favorite quotes ever now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't think of a, a true fist fight. I've heard of some screaming matches. Oh, I'm sure. Um, at conferences, people being like, you're wrong, and you know it. <laughs> um, but that that's about it. There's there's a controversy going on right now, actually, small one. It's, it's not really that big a deal. But somebody thinks they made uranium one, uh, which is like, a, it's called an oxidation state. So the most common oxidation states of uranium are four and six. And the further away from that number you go, the less stable the thing is. Mm-hmm. And so we try to make really unstable things because that's like the point of chemistry. Mm. And so someone thinks they made uranium one, which means that we would have uranium one through seven now. And that would be a big deal. But everyone's like, that's probably still uranium two. <laughs> everyone's like, you don't have the data to prove that it's uranium one. And they're mm. like, well, we don't have access to the instrument to prove prove it's uranium one and i'm like well well how did you get to publish <laughs> you right can't prove it yeah um but yeah so there'll be a few more publications coming out that's like you didn't actually make uranium one because <laughs> drama i don't know <laughs> now it. if he did really make uranium one i mean that that might be nobel prize worthy i don't know okay how many people do you think can share a nobel prize Cause like you know, or do you? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm not sure. I don't know. No, I don't think people can they. Can't... I would imagine it's like if if you're in a band and you win a Grammy, the whole band wins. Like the Grammy, your whole right? crew that discovers whatever. Yeah. I mean... Like if a movie wins okay. an award. Okay. Yeah. Everybody on the movie. Okay, I'm gonna no. say no. It's just one person. It's not just one person. So five people. Up to three people. Up to three people. Okay. okay. So the Nobel Prize goes to the most senior scientist on the project. Okay. So whoever was like the big dog. What if the most senior scientist just sat back and watched everybody else? Does that happen? Do um, people get salty? Oh yes. Oh. Yeah, like I mean, what? 
at least half of our episodes so far have been people salty that someone didn't win the Nobel Prize, myself included. Mm, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, there's a few people that I really... I, I really think deserved a Nobel Prize and didn't get one for various reasons. One such person is um, Rosalind Franklin. Um, Rosalind Franklin was our very first pilot episode. Um, and she um, discovered, she helped prove the, the structure of DNA. So most people with DNA know of Watson and Crick. They're two uh, British, I think they were medical doctors. Mm-hmm. And they made a model of the structure of DNA. But they made their model based on Rosalind Franklin's data. Ah, and so she didn't get any credit for it. Yeah, so she did not win a Nobel Prize. And, like, part of the thing is, like, she died before she could win the Nobel Prize. Do they award them to people that are dead? Nope. And I looked this up. So they do not award it posthumously. But I found out a new a new fact that is, if you... So you can't be nominated posthumously. Mm. But if you die in between the time that you were nominated and the time the vote happens... You can still win. Okay. Okay. But you cannot be nominated if you are dead. Okay. Which I was like, that seems like a weird loophole to win. <laughs> win dead? <laughs> well, you know. But yeah, because um, my advisor's always, or my last advisor when I was getting my master's degree, uh, he said, what you need to do is discover something really important and live long enough. To be recognized for it, That's how you win a Nobel Prize. Discover something cool, and you have to live long enough. I also think, though, that winning an award after you're dead really says something about you. You know? It's like, I died and I still won. (laughs) Well, and I think, too, there's a lot of, I mean, especially with, like, acting and music and stuff, people sometimes don't win awards until after they are dead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think that that's all just our, our, our own weird guilt. And we're yeah. like, oh, we should have appreciated them more when we had them exactly. around. Let's give them an award. Yeah. Uh, scientists do that, too. We usually name, if we don't give them an award when they're dead, we name an award after them. After the Nobel Prize, what's the next most sought after award in science? So that's kind of hard because, at least with chemistry, because there's so many avenues of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think, at least in the United States, it's probably the Priestley Medal. Okay. So let me look up the Priestley Medal real quick and tell you what it's for. But it's a big national award. That's I didn't for mean chemistry. to derail the conversation, but no, no. Um, I'm curious now. Yeah. So the Priestley Medal um, has been awarded since 1922. Um, and it's named after Joseph Priestley, who discovered, um, who's the discoverer of oxygen, the element oxygen. Pretty important guy. Yeah. Um, and so the Priestley Medal is commonly awarded to scientists who are advanced in their field as it is intended to commemorate lifetime achievement. So um, it's an American award, So, but at least in the United States, I would say that's probably like, like usually if you win the Priestley Medal, that's like an indication you'll win a Nobel Prize kind of. Um, there's another one, I forget, but there's there's one for doctors too that people win. And if you win it when you're a doctor, usually you then win the Nobel Prize of medicine too. Because, like, again, different categories. But, um, yeah, I think the Priestley Medal. And we were joking last time about, like, what would be the EGOT of chemistry. And I, I was, like, looking and I was, like, there's so many, so many awards for different categories. So it's, like, there's, like, plenty that are for, like, just for organic chemists. And there's plenty that are, like, just for physical chemists or inorganic chemists or green chemists mm. or computational chemists. Like, you can put any word in front of it. There's an award for it. And so, like, depending on what field you're in, that's the one that would make up your EGOT. (laughs) 
Makes so, sense. So, like, Alfred Nobel, too, and this is something I wanted to say, too, is, like, so it's named after Alfred Nobel, who is a person, right? Because I think some people get confused because, like, the Nobel Prize, like, a noble, a noble prize. Like when a, you said that, I've never thought that, and I've been wrong about, like, so many things in my life, but I've never thought uh, about it being the Nobel Prize. It's always been the, the Nobel Prize. Prize. yeah 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 a lot of people think it's like the Nobel prize like it's not like after a person but yeah it, it's after alfred nobel who is a person uh, he's a swedish chemist um and he actually invented dynamite <laughs> dynamite and nitroglycerin so what we call high explosives nice uh he made a lot of money he sounds like a cool guy yeah <laughs> sounds fun at parties I, I don't know how he was at parties but i do know that like part of the reason why he founded the Nobel Prize was to, like, kind of save his reputation because dynamite was so con- uh, synonymous with, like, war and death. Mm. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's very... It's been incredibly useful, though. It's, like, a really useful thing. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Not just in war, in all kinds of ways. Uh, but I guess maybe at the time it was sort of, uh, you know, maybe not the coolest to everybody around. Um. Yeah. I've never thought about having to defend yourself for creating dynamite. Like, look, guys, you don't know. <laughs> you know, you don't know what this is about. I mean, because we use it so much in oil and gas and everything else. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely used. Yeah, construction. I mean, there's a construction, lot of construction. Yeah, but yeah, he he just invented a lot of explosives and and um, like if you just look at like he has three hundred and thirty five or three hundred and fifty five patents internationally. So, like, he invented blasting caps, he invented detonators, he invent like, anything that has, anything you could probably think of that has to do with an explosion wow. comes from Alfred Nobel. But yeah, he made his living selling, like, the money that is now the Nobel Prize money that, like, set up the entire prize and the prize and the award um, was directly from him making weapons. Like, wow. it, it's not just that he invented dynamite, like, he was making weapons, like the family fact, he had a family factory that made armaments for the Crimean Crimean War. Mm-hmm. So like he didn't just like just invent it and then other people took it and did bad things with it. Like he was he was making weapons. He that's how he made his fortune. Interesting. So so that's that's who the Nobel Prize is named after. Fun fact. I did not know that. I feel like I have learned so much. So, so it's far. kind of like like a Tony Stark situation, right? <laughs> yes, except Tony Stark died. And then, right, and then try to try to make it better. No, I mean like the like Iron Man Tony Stark. Like, yeah, he know that he knows that his family made all these weapons, and then he tried to make the world a better place. But it was still like your money still came from something rotten. Ah, yes. the way that people felt about him is that what you mean? About yeah, Al- yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess it probably was kind of rough to try to redeem yourself when people are like, "Look, people, you, like the things that you've made have killed people," you know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the things that you made. Um, were still very useful and yeah and yeah and like you, you said know. it wasn't just for like the weapons obviously are just for war but the dynamite you, you build roads it's like what mm-hmm. was his intention behind it was he a sinister person or was he just trying to make things to probably just trying to make money yeah i i think it had a lot to do with money i mean but he actively went out trying to find something that was more explosive than gunpowder like that's what his whole research was about yeah, but it, I think in general, it was a lot about money. It was a lot about trying to make better weapons. I don't know if he was, like, really trying to make what, any weapons of mass destruction kind of idea, but just 
make better weapons, make better explosives. Um, and again, like he made all of his patents have something to do with weapons or explosives. And that's that's the money. So I just think it's I don't know. To me, it's like different from Tony Stark because Tony Stark also like puts his life on the line mm. to try to make things better. Like this is just different. I don't like that comparison, I think, because at least Tony Stark tried to like make himself like put himself in harm's way to make things better. Mm-hmm. Right. And in his lifetime, tried to like reel back what his company did. Mm-hmm. No, but you know, Alfred Nobel was just like, yeah, I'm going to sell all these weapons then I'm going to die. <laughs> put all my money to a prize and uh-huh. and then my name is now associated with all these cool people who did cool things. Right. But he didn't do anything cool. He just made right. weapons. Can you imagine being his assistant and him being like, okay, go over there and light that stick of dynamite and you're like, I don't know. The wick is really short. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and go. Just run really fast. It's Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Oh. Uh, this is why I pay you the big bucks. And if Run you die, fast. Yeah. if you die, I'll make sure your wife is taken care of. You're replaceable. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. I I know if I was an Alfred Nobel though, I would be the one lighting that dynamite. <laughs> yeah, you would think that you would be. You would. You would. Ha- there'd be something that would. You would have to like more. You'd have like a moral obligation to test out your own products. I wasn't even thinking morally. I just feel like it would be fun. It would. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it would be fun too. <laughs> I think that I would probably be one of the one of the uh, jerks that was like, "Uh, hey, bud, you're not doing much over there, are you, right now? Hey, come on out here this field with me. I have a little project, <laughs> side project for you. Here's a here's a match. Go over there yonder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that was probably more what he did. Um, you think? I think so. I, I thought it know. was too. I mean, because he's like, I've got the brain. I can't afford to die. Yeah. I'm the important one here. Right. Exactly. You're expendable you, random You work for me, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you want to hear some fun facts about Nobel laureates? Yes. So um, how many prizes do you think has been handed out since 1901? Um, a lot. Thousands? Uh, well, for, of chemistry. Oh, oh, okay. How many a, per year? Can I do the math? Oh, there's only one per year? <laughs> Oh, so since 1901, so what is that? 121 <laughs> prizes? 20 prizes? 13. Oh, okay. So they, they skip some years for various reasons, usually war reasons. Okay, all right. I was close enough, and I have terrible math. <laughs> and there are 188 Nobel laureates. So again, you can have up to three per year. So there's been 188. Um, guess how many of those 188 laureates are women? Very few. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say less than 15. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Look at me go. Oh, is there a prize for guessing? Cause... You got a sticker. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Seven. Of course there's seven. You know? Of course. Yeah. Um. <sighs> God, that stuff makes me angry. I won't go off on that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, like women didn't even start doing chemistry until the turn of the 1900s. Like they didn't even get start getting degrees in chemistry until the 1900s. Not because they didn't want to. Correct. Because they literally were not allowed to yeah. attend university. It's so ridiculous. All right. Next, next guess. I got another guess for okay. you. Okay. I can't believe we got that right. Seven's my lucky number. <laughs> um... Who is the youngest person to win a Nobel laureate in chemistry? 
like what's their name or how old were they how old are they i think that they are 17 nope younger or older older 20 nope younger or older older 22 nope 26 older oh really okay yeah because kids are dumb um (laughs) 31 closer but nope 35 yep 35 is the youngest youngest laureate all right oldest laureate 100 close but a little younger 94 97 97 that's pretty old (laughs) Uh, you wait your whole life at least they got it they were alive when they got it yeah see that's the thing you have to (laughs) discover something good wait long enough and so let, let me see who's the oldest uh who that is who is the oldest 35 man i'm 33 and i have not done anything great with my life (laughs) john oh my god his name is john b good enough (gasps) wow with a name like that with a name like that of course he won his whole life was like i just gotta be good enough (laughs) i should be good enough mom they named me this they were putting big thanks yeah, uh, wow, John B. Good enough. <laughs> Wait, so do you think that song Johnny B. Good is named after him? <gasps> I hope so. <laughs> That's what he won. He won because he's really good at playing the guitar, and everybody's like, oh, he's really old. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he was born in 1922. <laughs> wow. And he won the prize in 2019. For what? The development of the lithium ion battery. Oh, that's really important. I think that's a great thing to win for. Those are important. So, um, yeah, he shared it with uh, two other people. But yeah, John B. Good enough. That is such a good name. What a name. That is great. All right, let me see who the youngest one was. Youngest uh, Nobel Prize winner in chemistry. Oh, Frederick Jolie. And what year was that? 1935. Oh, wow. That's um, Marie Curie's husband. Okay. Did she win? Yes. Okay. I, I was going to ask you that earlier. Honestly, Frederick Jolie Curie, love that man. He's He actually, like, I, if I remember right, he demanded that his wife win the Nobel Prize with him. He was like, I will not accept this prize if my wife doesn't also win because good. they were a team. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I, I, I like him. He's a good dude. That's cool. But yeah. And then um, Marie Curie is actually just older. He's she's thir- She was 36. So that's why she wasn't the youngest. But... You know what? Go go, Marie Curie. She's also the only woman who's won two Nobel Prizes. Did John Nash win one from a, the movie A Beautiful Mind that was based off of him? Did he win one? Let's see. Or am I crazy? He won something, but I don't know what it was. So he won the Economic Sciences Prize. Okay. So- <laughs> the, one that you, the one that you're like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> but um- he did win something. Okay, he, good. He did I win wasn't something. crazy. Um- I love the whole story about him. I have not seen A Beautiful Mind. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies in the entire world. It's not good if you watch it now on like an HD television because it wasn't meant for that and it sort of loses its uh, like, I don't know, it loses its appeal whenever you're watching it in high def. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to watch it, I would watch it on an old television on VHS, just saying. Okay. I don't know if I have an old tv well no. then don't watch it I'm just fair kidding. enough I'm just kidding. Fair enough. it's a great movie though <laughs> you'd probably like it 
let's see what else, what other fun facts are there there's one chemist who has won um a nobel prize in um chemistry and a nobel peace prize okay um his name was linus pauling uh he won the chemistry prize in 1954 he's actually how we like know eddie like he kind of came to our modern understanding of how chemist chemicals bond together like atoms bond together mm-hmm. like just kind of blanket like you know people have heard of like covalent ionic bonding he kind of solidified that as as facts um he was a weird dude though he also believed if you take it took a lot of uh, vitamin c that that would like cure cancer well it does <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but yeah um he's a weird dude and then he won his nobel peace prize um for his work on like anti-nuclear proliferation so he was very against nuclear weapons but did he die of cancer probably not i don't know (laughs) i mean (laughs) i'm not saying he was right but maybe but did he die though okay we we talked about this in the scurvy episode we did talk about He was wrong, okay? And, like, <laughs> this, like, the ma- macro dosing of vitamins is, like, a ne- big thing in, um, what's it called? Homeopathic medicine now. Oh. You just take a bunch of vitamins. Yeah. And that cures things. Oh, lordy. <laughs> I mean, I just, I tend to think of it this way. Like, none of us are going to be old enough to die from cancer because we're all going to die from global warming first. That's dark. That's um, kind of nice, Pauline nice to think about, though. cancer. He did? Yes. Really? Oh, then he was wrong. Oh then he was 100% goodness. wrong. He had prostate cancer. He died in 1994. Mm. Mm. Uh, prostate cancer. That sounds like a, a really bad way to go. I don't know. It's but. not as bad as like pancreatic cancer. Basically, all the ways to die are probably bad because you're dying. I don't know. I did read this story like a few years ago about this woman who got hit in the face with a tire. <laughs> At like a, yeah. at a NASCAR race or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's how she died. That's kind of a cool way to die. Is it? I mean, I think I would rather die like that than like you, in a hospital. You bed. know what? You know, Before that NASCAR race, my she was like looking at her husband. She was like, "I do not want to go." And he was like, "This is gonna be, <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. It, I'm gonna get you a chili dog, and it's gonna be so good." And she was like, "She was like, please, I would rather die. I don't want to go. Oh, come on, just do something with me, just for once. I will take you out to dinner afterward." And then she gets hit in the face with a tire. Probably. I want to blame a man for this. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. I'm always okay with that. Yeah. But I feel like that, yes, that's, I feel like there are objectively good ways to die. Because, like, for example, there's a really uh, peaceful way to die is to be suffocated by a non, not by carbon dioxide, but, like, if a room fills with, like, nitrogen or helium or something. Oh, yeah. You just go to sleep. Right. Never wake up. That doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. I've, I've heard from people who have survived incidents like that um they didn't even know like they just like like i don't know i was really high oh yeah (laughs) like literally they'd just be like sitting at like their computer or whatever and just and then someone like a firefighter or something would get them out but um yeah i don't i i think all of the ways sound bad to me but it's coming for us all i mean you know you don't want it to hurt no i guess not but it wouldn't hurt for long would it i mean i guess it could if it's quick well because i mean when I think about dying, I think I don't want to be in pain when I die, and I don't want to be scared. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I don't want my last thoughts to be like... Oh, crap. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather my last thoughts be like, I'm really looking forward to breakfast tomorrow. You know, something <laughs> yeah. like... 
waffle. You just want to be blindsided by it. Yes. Yes. You know, it's always weird, and this is totally off subject now that we're talking about dying, but it is always weird to think about just getting so old that you're just like, I'm done. You know? (laughs) Like like my grandfather, he had like, I don't know, uh, lung issues for like, just over and over. He kept trying to go to the hospital with the flu and have his lungs drained. Eventually, like, he was like, I don't want to go back. Like, this is it for me. And didn't yeah. even care. Just totally like, bah, I'm old. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being that old where you're just like, bah. <laughs> like, just let me stay in this bed. We're fine. But I know that that's got to be the uh, the feeling for us all when we get really old like that. I don't know. I mean, hopefully. That's like, ideally, when you're that old, you should be ready to die. You think? Like, you shouldn't be scared anymore. Seems so, like just crazy to think about. That I guess. You would ever get to an age where you'd be like, bah. That's fine. I don't. I guess because like because I work in the hospital, and even before I worked in the hospital, my my grandpa died, and he was kind of like when he found out that he had like lung cancer and he wasn't really gonna get better, mm-hmm. like it was unlikely. He was like, "It's fine. I've lived a good life, you know." Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. You we're, nobody's gonna live to one hundred and fifty. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this person got to be like one hundred and twenty. <laughs> Like, I bet the queen was ready to go. Oh, probably. I think she was ready to go since her husband died. Yeah. Probably. Like, I feel like her husband died and she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your own show. <laughs> On my own show. I've been so good not saying any bad words, but you're probably right. She was probably, probably just, just like, like ah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, I know people are really unhappy with uh, King Charles now, though. <sighs> he's going to be queen- king for like two years and then he's going to. My kick favorite it. reaction to that was like, is Charles going to be the first queen of England? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that meme going around that was <laughs> like, queen. that was like, now the king is a man. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, oh, come on, guys. That's not exactly how that works. No. It also doesn't really matter that much. Who cares? Yeah, I'm so, I so do not care anything about any of the uh, royal stuff. It just seems very No, I do think those castles are dope. They are dope. Like, the I would love dope? to, li- the castles. Mm, yes. They are very cool. They are very cool. Those seem like it would be fun to like rollerblade in. Yeah, no, I've heard the Buckingham Palace is like a nightmare. I got to go. I went when I was a kid, and also got to see like inside. the changing of the guards. I don't. We went all over the place. I don't think we went inside. Mm. We went wherever you could tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my brother messed with like you know the guards trying to make them smile. Yeah, and stuff. make them. They probably just hate their lives because we weren't the only <laughs> we weren't the only stupid Americans with our fanny packs. Like because everybody tries to do that. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty interesting though. Yeah, I'd rather live in the United Palace, States. Like, leaks. I mean, yeah, it's like 800 old. years old. So yeah. old. Yeah. I do think about that. Like, when do you think they first put plumbing in that thing? Oh, like, central that's, air. that's something we can Google. I want Come on. Heating and air conditioning. Right. Uh, that would be an expensive bill. That's literally like one of the first things. That not, that, when did Buckingham Palace get indoor plumbing? Like, yeah. Did it complete, self-completes. Is it really? Inquiring yes. minds want to know. Uh, 1883 was when it got electricity. Mm. Let's see. Do you think it's, I don't believe in ghosts or anything, but you think it's kind of spooky haunted in Dude, there? 100%. You think so? 100%. I bet it is too. <laughs> Can you imagine the queen and her nighty like wandering through there with a candle <laughs> and like seeing weird crap? <laughs> do you think it's haunted by other royal people though or do you think it's haunted by the people, people that they've were killed like, yes yes i think exactly. them. they were back for revenge but probably other royal people that were salty because they didn't get their way and this and that or whatever 
Right, that uh, they didn't actually get to become king or queen because any, they were born second or whatever. Yes, anybody that was, like, envious. The queen sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I watched The Crown. I know how she felt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just give me a year. It's like indoor loos were limited before the 1860s okay but what year did the buckingham palace get a toilet just an answer <laughs> we're just looking for answers i really like i'm looking at all like the medieval like toilet systems and stuff where like it would just like crap in a hole and it would just it would land on like the ground yeah, land on the yeah. ground and then like your servant would scoop it out right. throw it in a trough and dump it somewhere this just looking at the old drawings of them and they wouldn't have bathrooms they would just have like literally a pot underneath their yep. bed that their servant had to hold for them just sounds so not my style no okay <laughs> i like a toilet 1858 is when they got indoor plumbing yes all right Good to know. Good. Interesting. Yes. I'm going to forget that in like 45 seconds. 1858. But. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> Just text me and ask me, hey, when did they? And I'll be like, 1858. You'll be like, okay, thank you. I'm entertaining guests and I needed a fun fact. <laughs> I got you, girl. 1858. There's a man with a gun to my head and he's asking <laughs> And he's me asking, question. quick, Chrissy, quick. Oh, gosh. What was it? 1858? I told you I wasn't going to die like this. <laughs> I had a dream about this. I thought it was weird. It was a premonition. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're really off the topic. Of All right, sorry. Again. Yeah. Anyway, no, <laughs> I was also on. I was also on this. I needed to know when that to was important. All um, of that was important to your <laughs> listeners. They all need to hear that. Um. But yeah. Uh. That's that's. I just want to talk about how it works and and who who gets because like the actual voting so you know they they nominate people they do all the research and then the actual voting part that we didn't actually really get to is actually like a big secret like who actually gets a vote is a big secret so i couldn't really find much on that um do they broadcast an award ceremony mm-hmm. it's I in december they, i thought so but i don't remember if i've watched i've seen pictures of it maybe clips but i don't think i've ever watched it where do you watch it on I'm sure you can watch it on YouTube and stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know who is, like, the broadcaster on, like, regular cable. But, honestly, probably not very fun to watch. You think? I, I haven't watched them, but, um, you know, we just did Ick Nobel Prizes. Watch that award ceremony instead. That one's way more entertaining. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because the other one's just, like, people talking about, yes, I did these things. Thank you for the prize. <laughs> or you can watch it on NobelPrize.org. They okay. stream it on their website. So. All right. All right. Good to know. Um, Maybe I will. Probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the announcements will be from October 3rd through 10th this year. Um, I don't know who's going to. I tried to look up who like the contenders were this year. And again, 50 year ban on knowing mm-hmm. who got nominated. Mm. But yeah, I'm really proud of 2020's prize. It was uh, they, they won for CRISPR. And I predicted that one, and I was really proud of myself. I was like, CRISPR is going to win this year. Do you have, who do you, do you have an idea, or who, do, do you think you might know who might win this year? What's your prediction? Hmm. Do you have one? An That's educated guess? kind of hard. I know, so last year, um, some people that did catalysis won. Um, okay. So... This year, usually biochem people win. Something to do with medicine usually wins. So, will there be something to do with COVID? 
Yes. Actually, you know what? I was wondering if it would have anything to do with the vaccine. If there's any justice in this world, it should go to Dr. Kazmiki Corbett, but there's not. Okay. So. That wouldn't, I was like, that would be a really good one, you mm-hmm. know? I agree, yeah. Doc- and if you don't know, Dr. Kazmiki Corbett is like the woman who did a lot of the foundational research that went into the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people give credit to um fauci Mm -hmm. uh he didn't actually do much of the research he was just like the face Mm -hmm. but no dr kismiki corbett is the one who like did all the science and she's really cool so it's actually probably a good thing that not a lot of people know her name right because she'd get a lot of hate mail yeah Yeah, it was people are just so racist and so icky and so sexist and so awful so it's probably for the best Mm mm-hmm uh, I i feel mixed about it too though because like i feel like the more transparency we have in science the less people would feel the need to throw hate to mail. To be that way. Right, because she's not a Dr. Fauci. She's not someone who's making public policy decisions. She's just a black woman doing science trying to give people medicine, mm-hmm. right? Right, And that's a lot less sketchy than someone like Dr. Fauci who is now linked with politics and mm-hmm. things because, yeah. like, yeah. Because I, his, jo- yeah. his job depends on him being right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's at least, true. At least getting the messaging right. Right, and, I mean, I think the one thing that, COVID taught us is that the government's really bad at science communication. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, bad at science, I think, full stop. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that people in the world are idiots. I think it yeah. also taught us that. Yeah. I mean, we already kind of knew that, but it was like t- tenfold. Yeah. I think there's just, I think what the issue was that a lot of people like who are making all these policy decisions didn't understand how humans worked. Mm. Cause like one thing that someone pointed out that I was like, that makes a lot of sense is that we gave away the COVID vaccines for free. Mm-hmm. That makes them suspicious. Right. You're giving me this great thing for free. Why? Right. Why are you giving me this great thing for free? That's sketchy in our world. Right. Yeah. Like, so like a lot of these things are like, and like why people of color didn't get as many vaccines well because they've historically been experimented on mm. you're yeah, giving with, them a free vaccine free mm-hmm. that's not tracking mm-hmm. right like but that's I suspicious i was like if they're if they're giving it to people actually in the government and if rich white people are trying to jump ahead in line mm-hmm. like in front of healthcare workers it's probably good it's probably good right? yeah like, they wouldn't be trying to get it if it was bad because they yeah. would know yeah. You're not wrong. I guess, too, at least my understanding from a lot of people was like, well, they might not be getting the same vaccine I'm getting. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. You yeah. Right. Like like the general public might not right. be getting the same thing because conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, and that's not true. That didn't happen. Like, everyone was getting the same vaccine. Right. Um, But, like, if you're already suspicious, right, yeah. like, it, it, it's not really a, a big jump to say that, oh, well, the, the president and these big and like congressmen are getting something different than what the general public is mm. getting yeah that's my theory is why sense. why people thought that way because like i don't think it's just that like oh science bad like i think it's always linked to politics it's linked to these other things i think that i i don't know if i'm just like trusting like a dog or what but i i think that i generally think that people are good mm-hmm. and i just do and so when if that when this is that was available, I never, I just was like sweet, mm-hmm. great, 
Awesome. Let's go ahead and do that. It don't. I don't need to sit around and talk about it. I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and do. Oh, I saw a video of everyone getting that. Excellent. It's free everywhere. Great. Because if you had to pay for it, then people would be like, "Well, I can't afford it." And the dang thing. So and there were so many rumors about it costing money mm. online. So many people, or even just to get tested. Yeah. People were like, "I don't have the money to get." It's like, oh my gosh, it's well, free. They are gonna start. Um, like, they're not giving away free tests anymore. I know. And the vaccine is going to start costing right. money. At the beginning, and you can buy, yeah, you can buy, to like, at CVS, if you go in there now and ask for a test, they're $10. Yeah. Uh, so, I know that now. But back then, no. It was mm-hmm. free. And right. it was free everywhere. And it was just like, guys, I don't know where you're getting your information, but there's a drive through line you could go to to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. Well, and it's that thing that we're kind of always talking about is, like, people really don't understand science. Right. Like, they think they know because they've seen, like, an episode of Bill Nye or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they think they know because they, like, read somebody's extensive Facebook post. But it's also, like, you have to understand, too, with, even in medical science, unfortunately, money is involved. Yeah. And if people think they can make money by taking advantage of your lack of knowledge, they're going to do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's important to, I think it's important to have science kind of separate from politics and like obviously you have to have money to do science but you should try to separate it as much as possible Mm -hmm. it's also important to like remember you know who's making this you know this the vaccine and you know who's like when i think about trusting medical professionals i think about these are the people that if i get into a car accident right now and my spleen's hanging out my body and my Mm -hmm. you know what they're gonna put me back together and i'm trusting them fully because i don't have anyone else to trust you know the hospital there's you know if something's messed up with me, that's where I'm going, and whatever they're going to do is what they're going to do, because that's my only real option. Right. You know, I can't go down the street to a friend's house and have them put me back together, mm-hmm. you know? So, if the hospital says this, and the nurses say this, and these doctors say this, I'm going to go with what they say, because that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. really my only option. So... I mean, thinking of nurses in the hospital that wouldn't get vaccinated and things like that just really kind of blew my mind. Yeah. It's really interesting, too, the dichotomy of that, because nurses are one of the most trusted professions. Yes. Which I think is interesting. And then they didn't trust the vaccine. And I think that probably added to a lot of things, too. Yes. Well, and I mean, just during COVID itself, nurses did, like, people did lose faith in nurses. Yeah. And, and not just because, like, and not because they didn't believe in the vaccine or they didn't believe in COVID or whatever. They lost trust in nurses because somebody told them to. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. told them there's this big conspiracy. They're inflating numbers because they get more money for having mm-hmm. COVID patients. It mm-hmm. was all crazy. It was all a real mess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do think that, like, in a lot of ways, healthcare ends up getting conflated with science. And so, like, they don't think, when you think of a scientist, like, what the regular everyday person, they think of medicine mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And they don't realize that, like, most people that, like, make their medications and stuff, like, the first people that are making medications never see a patient, never are interacting right. with that. Like, they, yeah. they're they like, oh, I think this, the person who is inventing these things are just like, this, this will treat, you know, whatever. Great. 
you know, and then they mm-hmm. send it on. And then, like, when they have bad experiences with medications or um, doctors and not getting the right things, I think they conflate the two. And so they're like, oh, well, you did this all for money mm-hmm. because that's what all healthcare is like in the United States now. Right. And it's like, scientists don't make money. They did not see a dime of that money. Yeah. The person that invented your medication, a lot of them don't make money. Yeah. Now, if they work for... Uh, you know, a corporation or something, maybe. But if it was made in a lab, university lab, like, they didn't make a lot of money off of that. Mm-hmm. So, because they share the... This is another thing people don't know. Like, they share the patent with the university. So the university makes most of the money off the patents. So even if they do invent something and patent it, they're not making a lot of money. Right. Personally, anyway. I don't know. Crazy to think about all that free labor. Oh, yeah. I'm free labor right now. Yeah. <laughs> It is crazy to or think ch- about I should it. say cheap labor. Cheap I'm not labor. Free, yeah, cheap but, labor. Because, yeah, most of the people that are inventing these things are grad students. Mm-hmm. Grad students who are making, uh, I make $1,800 a month after taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, not you know, enough. Uh, yeah i mean here here it's here it's enough but i mean like people people at mit make mm-hmm. about the same amount you know like that's about average like or i think mit makes a little bit more but they're in boston mm. and the cost yeah. of living in boston's a lot is insane yeah so because like they're living like three i was talking to someone they're living like three four people to a two-bedroom apartment i bet because <laughs> that's all they can afford i bet it's bad so like the people that are actually like doing all this science kind of live a lot like like an everyday person like they're not making crazy lots of money yeah like these big scientists that you see is not the everyday scientist right it kind of honestly sounds a lot like the way artists and comedians and musicians live where it's like there's this thing that you're really passionate about that you love doing Mm -hmm. but you don't really get paid Mm -hmm. what it's worth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the payout like the length of time till your payout is a long yeah. time. Yeah. I think uh, when you think when you talk about when you like relate it back to science or to uh, uh, artists and, and comedians and actors and stuff, I think a lot of times people think that someone is making a whole lot more than they are in yes. that profession too. Like surely they can, you know, one of my favorite musicians ever, you know, ever. Uh, you know, in my mind, I think I always assume that he's just. He's just making a killing, you know. He's just right. be, he's doing this full time, and I kind of made friends with him over the years on Instagram. And I asked him, well, I sent him a message one time. I think I've been drinking, <laughs> and I just wanted to talk to him. I think because I'd been following since I was a kid, and I go, you know, so I, I asked him some kind of question. I go, so what, what? When you first started out in music, you know, what what did you do on the side? You know, what was your what was your like main job when you and he was like oh what do you mean did on the side i still do stuff on the side he was like i still wait tables oh my god you know he's like i still wait tables and mow lawns and do all kinds of things when we're not touring he was like and even when we are the money that we make is going to this 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 and this and it's you know at the end of the day we're not killing it you know, and then you've got, you know, all the actors and everyone else with their, their different endorsements, their commercials and all of that. They're not doing those for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need the money. Yeah. Like, they're not doing the foot cream commercial because, you know, they really want to. It's because they need that little boost or whatever. Right. They're not passionate about foot cream. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, if you look at what even extras in movies and stuff, they can't afford to, you know, they're not making much. Mm-hmm. An extra is making... Almost nothing some right. days. I mean, especially now with streaming, actors are not making the money that they used to make. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you see somebody works on a movie for an entire year, if they're working on a movie for a whole year, and a lot of, especially women, I mean, we, they're just historically underpaid. 
working on a movie for an entire year and they're only making, you know, around 300,000 something dollars while their co-partner is, you know, making in the millions. Yeah. Three, 300,000 to live in LA for, you know, that entire year. Not very much money. Mm-hmm. Not very much money. Can't imagine living in LA. I think it would suck. I think it would suck too. I'm <laughs> I promised Ryan, my uh, soon-to-be husband, that I would never make him live in California. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really sweet promise to make. I just think I would rather die. Yeah, <laughs> don't think I'd like that either. He wants land, so like land in California is expensive. Mm-hmm. So expensive. Like even if you're not in anywhere near a city like it's just expensive land. the pollution is so bad there's so many reasons to not go anywhere near california plus all the people in california are moving to texas now so yeah texas or cal or uh, actually a lot of people going to tennessee really mm-hmm. i would not want to live there the summer here Dude, the summer here is I'm hot tennessee. the summer here i've been there my, i've got family there the summer here is hot the summer there is freaking hot too bad no. sweltering not even close come on not in even memphis? close oh my gosh i was okay, there in the summer memphis growing up it was count. horrible yeah memphis doesn't nobody wants to live in memphis. i couldn't i don't i would not want to live in memphis i used to spend like every summer there where in tennessee are you from i'm from indiana so i'm not from here either uh i'm from um it's a small town called crossville mm. um it's smack in the middle of the state so if you know where nashville and knoxville is uh mm. right in the center of the two yeah small small town but no, Tennessee's beautiful, and it's, it is not. I didn't say it, it wasn't beautiful. Be 110 here, okay? It doesn't. It doesn't usually peak over 100 in Tennessee. I'm not saying that Lubbock's better. Just don't get me <laughs> wrong, okay? We don't even have trees. I know. Tennessee this is, is superior for the this fact is of trees. The armpit of the world. <laughs> I have yeah. a tree right there, dog, right outside the window. You do. Good job, Selena. Okay. You got I one tree. I killed the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill it. It had a blight, and I didn't catch it in time. So it, you know. Oh, sad pretty sad anyway <laughs> now that we're way off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nobel prizes uh check it out by the time this comes out probably the nobel prizes will be have been awarded and i don't know maybe we'll put a, a thing in here like shout out to the next i feel like 2022 have, winners we need to have a watch party because i feel invested now oh heck yeah we could do a watch party i think that would be fun i'd totally be down to come now now that i'm like i know everything about nobel prizes now because still taught a, me everything we have to make a drinking game to the- yes every time they say the word <laughs> science right anytime they Take say a, a chemical name that you don't understand anytime <laughs> an old man clears his throat in the audience <clears> then <throat> take a shot Oh, we'll be so. Do they drunk. go up to the stage and make a speech and everything? Not so they do in December. Uh-huh. So the what's coming out next week is not going to be any speeches, but uh, December we can definitely do a watch party okay. we should. and we do should. that. We um, should do it like a. And can we all dress really sciencey with like glasses and stuff? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> okay, that be so. I can fun. provide some glasses. Gonna, I was going to say, get her, give us some, uh, oh, some goggles. Oh man, and some robes. yeah, goggles and robes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so into this. We should do idea. it like a like a live stream too. Oh my yes, yes, a live stream the entire us watching it. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. maybe we can go with Morgan and and do it at the Alamo. <sighs> yeah, I think he even let cool. us do that. Maybe <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, that would be. You probably get quite if they advertise something like that. You probably get quite a few nerdy people in there watching it. Cool. Just we should see. I'll I'll reach out. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, no promises. Anyone our 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 fifty listeners. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool it's gonna be just like a bunch of like random comedians and then chemists <laughs> it's gonna be like
like my coworkers, and then the chemists or the comic comedians from, yeah. and then and you're gonna mingle and it's gonna be really awkward and fun <laughs> it's gonna be like me when i so like when i go to chemistry events they don't want to talk about chemistry right because we talk talk about right. chemistry all day i get nervous and i start dropping like fun facts about quakers <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you know Quakers won't go by Mr. or Dr. So-and-so? You have to call them their first name. Oh. They won't take off their hats because in the olden days, you took off your hat to the, your superior, and they don't believe that anybody is superior to anyone, so they leave their hats on. I didn't know that. I like Quaker facts. Quakers are dope. I love Quakers. I like, <laughs> I'm into it. Who doesn't love Quaker oats, right? Oh. Do you like a good Quaker oat? Mm. Not related. Well, then I've not with that attitude. Yeah, that guy's got a hat on and everything. He was <laughs> there's something about him on the front. He looks suspect. I don't know. Uh, I knew a, a really dope guy. His name was Hector Black, and he was like 80 years old. And at, like 80 years old, he came out as gay on like on public radio, and he was a Quaker. Mm-hmm. He was wow. a dope dude. So nice. 80 years old. That mm-hmm. must have been. He must have just been like, you know what? Screw it. I'm 80, and this is what we're doing, and I don't care anymore. How how nice was that? What a release. I couldn't believe he waited till he was 80, but, you know. That's a long time to keep a secret. <sighs> yeah, like, I don't know how much of a secret it was, but he was, like, happily married. He had a wife. Oh. Um, and they were, very, they were very in love together, like, at least platonically. Um, they were very, That's a thing. They were very sweet. They were good. She was probably also gay. She probably knew. Very maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can see that working out pretty well. But yeah, he introduced himself to me once because I, I, he introduced himself to me many times because he never remembered who I was. Um, But he was just like, hey, I'm Hector Black. I'm gay. Like, nice, nice to meet you again, Hector. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I don't know why you keep telling me that. (laughs) Just want to scream it from the rooftops. Like, you know, go off. But honestly work <laughs> get it girl but thank you for listening uh, to cowboy chemistry um would you like to plug your radio show or anything oh, else no, you can listen to me if you're ever interested on 94.5 kfmx out of lubbock texas it's just a rock station i do the morning show it's called the rock show the rock show the rock show with is Christian it about rocks West. <laughs> you're not it the first be one you're not the first one to say i'm that. sorry everyone probably says that uh, yeah steven feldman used to have a whole bit about it like he called up one time and he was like you know for the for the rock show you guys barely ever mention any rocks <laughs> uh, like next okay <laughs> Anyway. I know some geologists. We can make it about rocks. I almost was a geologist. I studied geology in college, and that's really what I was kind of... It was either it was between that or physical anthropology were my two, if I wasn't doing this right now. In fact, I've been thinking about going back to school for geology. So Dope. It's a thought in my brain right now. So anyway. Do it. Yeah. So then you'll really... Then Thank you, you so much really for having a podcast me. That is The Rock About show. The Rock yes. Show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? I want... I, it's The Rock's show. <laughs> yes chrissy's rock show love it anyway thank you for having me it was a pleasure and we'll put outro music here Hooray! apoptosis is going mad my liver's gonna fail maybe it's from the radium i use to paint my nails well, say you hate me, carbon date me, throw me in the sea. 
I'll be back with time because I'm made of stardust and chemistry. Of stardust and chemistry. Hey.